Hello and welcome to the Raising Men Show. I'm Craig Carlisle, one of your hosts. We're getting right back into this conversation that Kaden and I have been having about life endemic. How we've been going from pandemic to endemic and how our lifestyles have changed and moved around and had really learned and grow from each other. We're going to jump right back into the conversation we had from last week and then I'll be back with some closing thoughts. I think we all go through passages where we take things for granted. We did that as a family, right? And then mom died. And then we started... When you, and you guys were so young, I think it, I'm not sure if you guys really thoroughly grasped that concept that you just stated so well that we have to really take advantage and, and enjoy the process and the moments that you have and stay in the moment, so to speak, and understand that life is fragile and that you're not sure if these moments are going to come around again and mm-hmm. make it last as long as they possibly can. When... When you've not had tragedy, it's easy to discount the need to stay in the moment and how important a trip to the beach is, mm-hmm. how important a drive two hours to be a part of a, an organizational planning session is. I love the because you're understanding it. I don't, you may not even thoroughly understand that Let's say it like this. When people say you were built for this. Mm-hmm. When I used to hear people say you were built for this, I used to think, well, wait a minute. What do you mean I'm built for tragedy to have a, had a life that sucked? Mm-hmm. I mean, your life doesn't suck. I mean, having yeah. pain inside of your life yeah. sucked. Meaning. And it, it's easy to go back to the whole biblical side of, yeah, God knew us before, so he already knew the plan he had for us. You know, mm-hmm. and you, those who love the Jeremiah 29, 11, they... They thrive on the, oh, that happy part. But those that don't really pay attention to the happy forget to read the first, the previous 10 verses of Jeremiah 1 through 10, where that says that, hey, while I'm sending you into captivity, into the place where you're going to have tragedy and woe, where it's going to be a sucky time for you for the next long portion of your life, where I'm sending you into that city that was taken from you, yeah, 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 while you're there, Grow, live, build, learn, have children, have a good time, and go. Because I know the plans I have for you is not for calamity and for woe, but for joy and peace and, and going on. So we are we are built for what you're talking about, but it takes some time for us to realize that all of our experiences in life are taking us to this moment. Mm-hmm. And I am I love the fact that I'm thanking the Lord that you're, the light is on for you. So, yeah, I may yell and scream and harp on a lot of things to get you guys to understand stuff. Mm-hmm. It's because I've been some of the places where you've been for some of the practical signs. Mm-hmm. But when you guys, when, when that thing comes on for you guys and you get it, and then you realize what you've done, that means that all of our pain and suffering and loss that we've had leading up to this point, it was worth it. Because if you hadn't had it, I can't honestly say you'd have the same same perspective about... At the same age. At the same age. So at your age, 19, 
19, right? 18. 18. 18. Good Lord. <laughs> I did it with Ryan all the time. Ryan's like, Dad, you don't know my age. I'm like, there's too dang many of you. That's why. I'm sitting there trying to remember the age, the year, do the math in my head while I'm talking. But anyway, <laughs> to now realize that at 18, perfectly the, perfectly the Lord gives you another 100 years. Mm-hmm. So now you'd be... Healthy years. Oh, healthy years. I, I don't want to be a, a rickety, beat-up car. I was telling my friends, I was like, yeah. I'd rather... I'd rather end myself before sure. I end up like literally half my body is bionic unless it's like a, <laughs> a beneficial bionic yeah. I, I don't want to have a strapped to an iron lung yeah. Yeah. with no ability to walk sure. Sure. cataracts in both my eyes <laughs> both and your feet. disintegrated kneecaps <laughs> and, the, and the inability to like yeah. um, what's it called to process words I mean I already can't do that sure, I mean sure, sure. I can barely do that but um like I want to be able to <laughs> still enjoy yeah. my life in my current body. Yeah. You know, hair mostly still there, all still there. Actually, the, the all cut off that I choose to cut off. Yeah, um, not falling out of my head, yeah. and then I just go like this, and then all of it sticks to my hand. Sure, like I, I'd like to, you know, I'd be a, a well-oiled machine. You know, yeah. I, I don't want a, a leaky oil tank like, <laughs> like my like own car. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I, I, glass eyeball and everything. Actually, nothing nothing wrong with people with glass eyeballs. No, nope. Sammy Davis Jr. had at least one. And then uh, another guy from ESPN Sportster had one, too. Yeah. If you have a glass eye, you're fine. But yeah. um, I, I just don't want to be beat down to look like life <laughs> ran me ragged. Yeah, yeah. it's not the age. <laughs> I, I, really I like to the be, mileage. Exactly. I was like, I'd rather be a black don't crack, you know. Yeah. So, But yeah, uh, RuPaul's but, out here. He's 60 years old, 62. And you couldn't tell. Yeah, put me in plastic surgery and everything, but you know, that's okay. No, but I love it. So as you live that next hundred or whatever the Lord gives you, mm-hmm. those become better years than, like you mentioned, all these ragged years or a few years and be unhappy because you didn't ever get to the point, right? So that's that's what I'm really excited about. That's why with the topic is, you know, asynchronous learning mm-hmm synchronous life you're learning to synchronize with life you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and, and as as oh sorry cut you off but as the other ones learn it they get to an opportunity to be better than i do yeah because they, they get to start younger jackson especially if it clicks for him now yeah i mean well it's, it's still hard because he's you know you just learned there there's still so much learning he has to do just because he's in middle school sure he still has a lot in general to learn but if the sooner it comes on for him he can surpass me easily sure I mean, he's almost already taller than me. All Evan and Jackson have more sports ability than I ever did. Sure. Innate sports ability than I ever did. I mean, my reaction time is still pretty good. I mean, I'm still better than in, at them in terms of like volleyball. I mean, just as a term, because that's where my skills lie. Because I, sure. I spent years honing my skill. Sure. But they could pick it up easier and they're naturally faster than i am sure i mean i'm taller than i'm faster than not because i have an age gap but i'm taller than them <laughs> and i can take longer strides but like comparing their um if they had the same um training and skill as, training as i did to hone my skills with their natural ability they could easily surpass me i really love that conversation that Kaden and i had it's it really drew out some things that i really had to spend some time thinking about when we really get down to where we are with life and really trying to plan what's next and looking at 
where we are and why we've allowed ourselves to miss out on some things and take us some backward steps and take some steps that were forward and some sideways and and diagonal ways and long ways, as Willy Wonka would say. We we spend a lot of time not really paying attention to where we're going and the why we're going and getting ourselves caught up in the wrong places. And we might find ourselves really going backwards or sitting down and missing out on a lot of things. But we have to really get to the point where we're thankful for where we are and understand we haven't missed out on anything but time. But we know that the Lord can even redeem that. He can give us back the time that we've lost. He can accelerate our time into the future and let us arrive at the right time where his blessings for us are already waiting. Where, again, we go back to Jeremiah you know, 29, really verses 2 through 11 and beyond actually. But when we're dealing with the time that we're in captivity where we should be growing and learning and building and doing so that when we finally understand that the Lord does know the plans that he has for us, it takes time for us. When we ask sincerely for things, right, in our building time, in our building era, the Lord gives us the sincere desires of our heart, of our heart that we ask for without fear but but when by the time sometimes that we ask for that one thing and he sets it out in front of us in the future whether it be one day two day or 20 years sometimes we make a diversion based on fear and go back and we lose our way and we we get to be feeling some kind of way and discouraged or frustrated whatever depressed, whatever word you want to use that's negative, and we go backwards. We don't ever make it to that spot. I don't say don't ever. Some of, some of us don't ever make it to that spot. Sometimes we don't ever get to where the blessing has been placed in our path had we stayed the course, had we stayed faithful, had we continued to listen to the Lord, had we continued to follow his leading, we would have gotten to that place I don't know, 40 years before, to use the 40 years in the desert type of analogy for the children of Israel. I don't know about you, but I really don't have 40 more years to be floundering in the desert, wondering where in the heck my blessing is. Where is God in all this suffering? Where is God in all this turmoil? Where is God? God, where are you? I don't understand. I'm lost. And we're moaning and groaning and complaining and throwing our hands in the sky and beating our hands against the wall and throwing ourselves on the ground and looking like a bunch of reeries out on the middle of the floor, but because we don't know any better, but we do know better because if we really get down to it, there's so many times we find ourselves into the trouble that we put ourselves in. It has nothing to do with God at all, but yet we want to put a scripture on it. We want to put a word on it. We want to put a burger on the top of the casserole, our favorite casserole, our favorite dish, and we want to kind of scrape it off eat around it and pretend there was no booger there or we think the enemy put the booger there you know sometimes the booger just fell out of our own nose because we didn't keep our nose clean hmm. even before recording this tonight I had a computer to fail well how does that deal with the problem where I'm at well I'm sitting here praying Lord please revive my laptop Lord lay hands upon us send the angels to 
be the technical repairman, fix my laptop, Lord. My laptop's still been off four days. Now, granted, there's one camp that would say, your my faith wasn't good enough to have the Lord revive that laptop. Well, just tonight, my desktop computer failed. And I've been praying, because this thing's been messing around with me for about, ooh, probably the better part of a month or two. Hmm. Was it the, is it the Lord's fault that he revived the laptop four or five different, 18 different, different times for me to do my work, to do these recordings, to do whatever I'm doing? He sent the word in advance, hey, this computer is failing, go do something. Hmm. And as I pause, I'm just thinking, how often does the Lord send us the means of escape weeks ago, months ago, years ago, but we were too, all right, Lord, I'm a, part of me wants to say it the way I want to say it, not the way the Lord wants me to say it, so let me curb my tongue. I don't want to be like this one uh, pastor I, I saw, I was listening to him preaching he's a different prophet he says I'm, I'm not going to preach this message that that the Lord that I originally had for tonight because the Lord told me while I'm sitting here in praise and worship he me to, to, to preach this new message that he was giving me at this moment but you know he says he said this and he says you know us prophets are selfish and self-centered and stiff-necked we want to do what we want to do and I was like ooh you know I ain't been back since because I don't I don't believe that. I don't receive that word. So I want to say the way the Lord wants me to say it. Because I don't want to be selfish. Because I'm not trying to be the Howard Stern of Christian talk radio. How often have we been given warnings from God to go take care of something? Warning lights in our car. Praying, Lord, save the car. Warning systems with our computer, go get it fixed. Warning systems in our health, our eyesight, our blood pressure, the way our fingers tingle, the way our feet may tingle, loss of balance, loss of appetite, loss of sleep. He's sending us these reminders to go get things handled, go things checked, get things checked, go, go look at them in advance before they fail. But yet, when the Lord doesn't answer the prayer to fix that thing, the Lord may not want us to fix the, these old dead things. He wants to. He, he may want to bring us something new, but because we become so stiff-necked and like, and well, I'm just, let me say it this way. Because sometimes we decide that we're not worthy enough of something new, because we don't believe that the Lord's going to provide a way for us to pay for that thing that's new, or we don't believe that we're worthy of something that's brand spanking new to to advance our own ministries, our own kingdom, to, to do the work of, the, of what he'd have to put in our hand. Sometimes the Lord's just waiting on us to step out on that thing. I remember when I was working on an old job that I was on for about, at that point, about 20 years. About 20, 20, yeah, about 20 or 21 years. I remember my boss, he knew what I did as passion projects and things that I wanted to do for ministry and people. And he says, Craig, why do you stay here? 
as talented as you are, why don't you just leave and go do what you're excited about? I bet if you leave and do that thing, I bet you'll be successful. I bet the Lord will answer your prayer. But I was, my answer was, no, you know, I'm here. The Lord put me in this place and got great medical insurance, pay is good. I got to take care of my family. Well, I, I don't have to take care of my family. I can cast those cares on him because he cares for me. God takes care of my family. He takes, he takes care of me. He takes care of the birds of the field and, and the ravens and the cattle on a thousand hills, as the old folks used to say, are his too. That means the, the, the five young men that are under my care, he's taking care of them. And, and by the way, he's taking care of me too. So don't you think he can provide a laptop, a desktop, a mechanic, the means to pay for these things, the means for them to be free, whatever, whatever it is. And sometimes we may think, oh, Lord, it costs so much and I'm without money. But, but when we really look at it, we had the money to pay for it when the car broke down. Even with me today with a car, a car problem. The car was acting funny. I went all the way to Los Angeles and back. But the Lord provided that car to, to get all the way to my driveway safely and in one piece without the use of a tow truck. So, what? Do I not take it to the mechanic? I may not want to pay the repair. There's a difference between not wanting to pay for the bill and being able to pay for the bill. If we believe that the Lord is going to keep the cars running, keep the computers running, keep our, our health running, we have to step on a faith to take it to the people, to the places, and do the things to it that keeps it running. When Peter was asked to step out of the boat and and walk upon the water, well, let me let me let me make sure we say it, we follow the scripture right. When Peter asked Jesus, Lord, Lord, if that be you, bid me come. Yeah, basically, you know, if that's you, Jesus, you know, you call to me, you let me come out on the water. And Jesus said, Yeah, come on, let's go. Well, Peter got on the water because Jesus said he could come. As Peter began to walk, we see he had grace and favor to walk. But the perils of life, the wave, the wind, we don't know in the scripture if the winds were already there or the sea was calm. I know it sounds, well, and then the seas came up and it, yeah, but I mean, I understand that someone told the story. It could have been windy at that point. But if we go by scripture, okay, fine. He got on the water and then the story goes on and the waves begin to come and the waves, wind began to blow. Okay, so we'll go that way. So his car broke down, his computer failed. He had high blood pressure. He started having migraines. Does that mean that God, that Jesus is still not there out there on the water with us? Does that mean that God's still not allowing us to have favor in our lives, even at the hand of the doctors? Does that not mean that if a child is messing up in school or wherever it is that they don't have favor in the right to, the ability to, to turn, and may, they may turn as they get older, but just because they don't turn right now, that means we, we kick them to the curve and take our hands off of them and just let them be whatever they want to be and be on their way. 
Does that mean we don't talk to them? Sometimes it's hard to talk to our kids. Sometimes they just flat out don't like them. Well, in my case, sometimes I don't like mine just because they piss me off. Because they don't do what I want them to do. They don't res- to show me the respect that I want. It makes me frustrated. So sometimes you just got to slow down and take a break and close. I got to close my mouth because I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt them and leave a mark, a negative mark that is. I ramble on that, I ramble that way to say, in this life there will be trouble. I used to, I used to hate that verse. I think I still do, to be honest. Let's be real. There's some scriptures I just don't like. And that's one of them. Because I, I always wanted to have this perfect life. I wanted to have this, you know, sugar plum life. I love that that Pat, that scene in Willy Wonka, not the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Man, that's, that one's, that's just not my jam. I don't like that one. But the one with Gene Wilder, when the kids got a chance to get into the factory for their first time into the chocolate room and everything in the room was edible. Eatable, edible, whatever you want to say. I love this, and I would even sing the song. It would bring a tear to my eyes. Someone was talking about "Come with me, and you will see a world full of imagination." And I know you. I know those of you who know the who've seen the movie, you've seen that song. I'm not the only seen that heard that song. I know I'm not the only one out there that wishes their life was sugar plums every day, all day. It didn't have any trouble, but it's not that way. So. What do we do with that? I mean, what do I do with the fact that there's going to be some trouble? There's some days some kids are getting my doggone nerves. And there's some days I'm going to get on some other folks' nerves. There's going to be some days when the radio stations don't come fast enough and the networks think that we're not urban enough and that we're not, not doing enough or we got to change things because it's just not that way. The way that it, who knows what it, I guess the way it's supposed to be. But Without that change, without that catalyst, without that prodding, we can't get to the next level where we're supposed to be. We can't get to the next new thing. We can't, sometimes we just got to clear, clear the board. Sometimes we got to be without a computer and, and make that request known. So, Lord, you know the computer's broke, right? So we need a new one. You know, car, you know, you know Lord, look, the car broke. So I need to just fix it. And sometimes the Lord fixing it is taking it to the mechanic and making sure there's money enough to pay for that. And sometimes it, it's it's someone blessing you with the funds to to fix the car. And some folks, to, to, let's get real, for some it's even some people blessing you with another car <clears throat> because the one that they have, they're ready to move on from it. And the Lord may move upon them, their hearts to bless you with that thing. I have a good friend that says all the time that someone's waiting on the other side of our obedience. Because I know my scripture that I, that I love the most is obedience is better than sacrifice. So, and in, 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 in my case, if I know the computer's broken, the car got some problems, and I knew the computer was having some problems, and the car was having some problems, I needed, I needed to have taken them in to get looked at sooner. I knew if my blood pressure was high, I needed to go see the doctor sooner. I knew if, my, if I was having migraines more than the once a year that I had had 
for several years, I knew I needed to go see a doctor sooner. I knew if a kid's having some trouble in school, he, we needed to talk about that thing, getting some help sooner. I knew if, if all of a sudden I was putting on weight and couldn't take the weight off that I've been used to taking off all these years, I need to go see someone to help me change my diet sooner. I know if I was having some trouble with my, with my mindset and my, just my overall thoughts about my own self-image, I needed to go find a life coach sooner or go find a psychiatrist sooner or go find a counselor sooner or go find a therapist sooner. I knew if I was having some problems in my marriage, I needed to go find a counselor sooner. I needed to, to work out the issues with my wife sooner. I knew if I was having trouble with drinking more alcohol or, or, or doing more drugs or smoking more weed, I, I get it, you know, weed is, is, is legal in a lot of different states. But when you think about it, a lot of stuff that's, that's legal, it ain't good for us. So, yeah, okay, you want to get out of Have I done weed before? Yeah, I've done weed before. Okay, so, okay, super spiritual folks, okay, you can turn me off if you want, but cancel culture, I pay to be on the air. So you can either turn off and keep listening, or you can, you know, you know be truthful and let's all keep going. We have to understand that the stuff that we do in our lives that may be illegal ain't good for us. And I did say ain't, I got it. Aren't good for us. And there are some stuff that we do to our bodies that are good for us that the, that the medical professions swear isn't. Am I a medical professional? No. But I know things that kill my blood, my brain cells, I know that ain't good for me. I get it. And people say, oh, you know, Craig, everything in moderation. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not a moderator. I'm not a moderationist. I don't know. But I do know, though, is if, if in my spirit I feel that I'm okay with these things and my relationship is between God and me, and I, and I know my Lord says it's okay for me to do X, Y, and Z but not P, Q, and R, <clears throat> P, Q, and R for me may be A, B, and C for you. So I'm not going to judge you for what you do in your life. Just like, you ain't going to judge me or you shouldn't judge me for what I do because the log in your eye is going to keep you from getting that speck out of mine. All I'm saying along the way is we have some things that we need to handle. There's some things that we need to do for us, to us, about us and our space so we can become better, so we can get synchronized onto God's plan so we can get out of this endemic and this from this pandemic that we were in and keep moving towards what the Lord would have us to move towards, to be about it. It's okay to get the news. It's okay to get yourself checked up. It's okay to be about the things of God. It's okay to ask God and then, God, what do you need for me to do? Do I need to go see the doctor? My pills are running out. I need to go see a doctor to get my prescription refilled. I don't want to hear what the doctor has to say, but you know what? Sometimes we need to lose some weight. We need to hear what that doctor has to say because our healing isn't always instantaneous and miraculous right now healing. We pray the Lord to send me that right now healing because my faith, no. Sometimes your faith is taking you down to the doctor for your annual physical, your annual checkup. Sometimes your, your early checkup because you need to go get a tune-up. Some of us need to go t- do some table pushaways and some fasting so our bodies can heal. Some of us need to change our diets so our bodies can heal, so we can get that healing from God. All right, I'll stop talking. You're listening to the Raising Men Show. I'm one of your hosts, Craig Carlisle. We'll see you all next time on this station and all the rest that we're on. Be blessed, y'all. 
follow us on the raisinmenshow.com.